Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. G&D, welcome back. You're listening to The Fan. Welcome to our Richmond audience. First time today. They'll be with us for the next three hours. We are taking you up to 6.30 tonight all over D.C. in the DMV on 106.7 The Fan. You've got opportunities today just by listening to the show to cash in. You can get tickets to go see pretty fun and entertaining program at Capital One Arena, the Impractical Jokers. First time that you can win. Right now, caller number 10 at 800-636-1067. You're winning a pair of tickets. You'll see the Jokers Drive, Drive, Drive Tour Sunday, February 19th, Cap One Arena. Plus, you're going to be entered into a raffle for the grand prize, which is two meet-and-greet passes. Tickets are on sale now for tickets and more event information. Go to thefandc.com. Good luck to everybody calling, and make sure that you are around at 4 o'clock when we give away these tickets in one hour if you don't win. That's coming up in just 60 minutes. But let's get to the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app visiting BetQL.com today. Our buddy Will Brinson, CBS Sports, to help us spin around the NFL ahead of a weekend of playoff action. What's up, Will? How you been, bro? What's up, guys? How you doing? Hope all's good. We are yeah, ready for my friend. it, man. It's that time. I guess let's do some other stuff before the playoffs that's just go swirling around the league. What would you think of the commanders firing Scott Turner and how much of a destination would they be to bring in a new OC, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think Scott Turner's a pretty good play caller. I, I think that I, – I, I think there's a pretty significant tie between – like, I mean, Doug Peterson got fired three years ago. Frank Wright got fired last year, and uh, or I guess this year, but, you know, sort of because of the Carson Wentz thing. And now Scott Turner got fired. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, you can you can say what you want about the the commander's offense, but when when Carson Wentz, his last three stops, has gotten one of the top two people in charge offensively fired, I, you know that's a little bit more than a coincidence for me. So I tend to think that uh, you know I'm probably not I'm I'm not if I'm a, if I'm a head coach or an offensive coordinator, I'm not really enthused if, if Carson Wentz is coming to my team with his next stop wherever that may be, um, and I don't know. I mean, I think it's a, you know, I mean, look, you know, just like head coaching jobs, there's only 32 of them. It's a fairly intriguing opportunity, but, you know, Ron Rivera tends to be a little more conservative. The, the, the pieces are nice. You know, you have Dotson and McLaurin, Samuel, um, Gibson, and, and Brian Robinson. You know, find a quarterback, and it's a pretty intriguing option. Where's Derek Carr going to go, and sh- should people be in the trade market for him? I think that the commanders are a landing spot. 
Jack Del Rio, right? I mean, he's the old, old coach. Um, well, yeah, one twelve, one twelve. I guess one ten games with him. He got hurt. Fergus Lego Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve. I mean, uh, you know, the nose pocket to the Jets certainly. Although they've been they've been heavily tied to Jimmy Garoppolo, the Panthers will be an option for him, uh, depending on what they want to do in the draft. Yeah, he's such a. I don't know if he's a. I think he's a high four quarterback. You know, his ceiling is probably capped a little bit, um, but he's he's dealt with a ton of different offensive coordinators, learned a bunch of systems, had success in very you know in in in, in Las Vegas and in in Oakland. I mean, you know, not various spots, but has has had success under multiple coaches. So I think he'll be covered this all season. I don't think he's the guy that's going to you know change your franchise or you know send you you know, send you like rocketing towards a Super Bowl. But he's certainly a a pretty nice better option this off season. And I would be really surprised if they could trade him, you know, his, his, uh, his guarantee comes due three days after the Super Bowl versus, you know, three days after the league year or three days before the league year starts. So that's a pretty short window to trade somebody. And if you trade, if you trade him, if you're, if you're Las Vegas and you trade him, let's say to Washington and you got the deal in place, but it's not official until the new league year starts. That's a long time to wait, knowing that if something happens, you would be on the hook for a ton of money. You know, not not not, not quite the same as like the Alex Smith deal that Washington pulled off a few years back. Well, Brentson, CBS Sports, with us here on Grant and Danny. We'll look ahead to the NFL playoffs with him uh, in a moment. How good is Carr? Um, can you hear me beeping when I unmute? That's a new feature. Since I updated, I'll stop doing it if it's happening. Um. Okay, never mind. Uh, I, I think he's a good player. I think he's a. I think he's a top fifteen quarterback, right? I think he's an above average quarterback. I think he's above uh, the late great Chris Wessling of NFL.com and NFL Media came up with the Dalton scale, which is basically like the premise is Andy Dalton is if you have Andy Dalton, you're in quarterback purgatory, and you know you are not you're not good enough to you know your quarterback's not good enough to be a franchise quarterback, but he's not bad enough to to, to sink your franchise and force you to go desperately scrambling for another quarterback. Because I think Derek Carr is above the, above the, the prime meridian of the Dalton scale, right? He is, he's, a, he's an above-average quarterback. You can win games with him. You give him enough weapons. And they're sort of in the same vein as the Kirk Cousins, um, where if, everything, you know, if, if things are perfect around him, he can be really successful. But if things fall apart, you can really see him, you can see him sort of deteriorate in terms of how he plays. One more quarterback question for you, and that's Lamar Jackson. We could be on day 39 of the Lamar Jackson watch, Panda watch style for the Ravens. <laughs> How's this going to go down, do you think, this offseason? I saw um, uh, Ken Wyman at, at 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore was tweeting about it and just replying to somebody in a conversation and said he thinks Lamar gets traded by draft day, which Whoa. is crazy to suggest, right? I mean, and like, and I mean, I, I – I think that's kind of interesting, but you guys know, I mean, look, you know, you know, you can hear all you want nationally, but you know, at the end of the day, especially with like a, you know, market like Baltimore, you know, I think, you know, those guys, you, you guys hear, you hear a lot more about your, your team when you're local. Right. And for him to sort of, and, and he didn't tweet that out as like a source thing. He just, that's just sort of his prediction. Yeah. It sort of makes me give a little more, um, you know, maybe belief that this, this uh, Lamar being the, the, the Lamar watch is, Maybe a little bit more about the contract, and, and maybe look. The PCL is a thing, right? Brady Quinn, I Brady Quinn on the podcast. He pointed out, you know, he he had a sprained PCL, and you're just not the same. You don't move the same. You don't you don't play the same. It's hard to practice. It's hard to play. And Lamar's so you know, reliant on his legs that it makes it even more difficult for him to play with a sprained PCL or a, or a torn PCL. And if he goes out there and he, you know, 
and he plays with that, and he hurts himself more. He's going to cost you know, if he costs himself you know hundreds of millions of dollars. Who knows? And so it, it, it's a tough situation. You, know, you have to wonder if Baltimore looks at it and says, "Okay, we're in the playoffs with with like you know basically no Lamar for you know two months. Like, could we go out and get could we go out and get a Derek Carr and you know pay him a lot less and build up you know around around the team and win that way? You know, that's they you know they won their two Super Bowls kind of that way, right? So I don't think that's I don't think that's like out of control that they might consider doing that. Lamar's a special player, of course, um, but if he's hell bent on you know, breaking, the, you know, setting some new kind of record for guaranteed money, and he just doesn't want to sign with the Ravens, then, you know, at some point you do have to consider cutting your losses, and maybe that's what they do this offseason. CBS Sports is Will Brinson with us here on G&D. Will, I'm going to skip to Monday's playoff game first. I, I have so much intrigue in this. I also have no I'm, – I'm terrible at predicting anyway, but I have no idea how this Dallas-Tampa Bay game is going to go. Because we just saw Dallas look so like they never met each other. They looked so terrible in that last week drubbing against uh, our lowly Washington team with nothing to play for. Tampa looks terrible for 55 minutes, then has these miraculous comebacks at times. I don't know who they are. I have no clue how that game is going to go. How do you see it? Yeah, I mean, I have the Bucks kind of rolling them. I think. I mean, maybe not. Maybe not like maybe not rolling, rolling. But I mean, I can see Tampa Bay. You know, the last couple of weeks, Tom Brady and Mike Evans have sort of found that connection. They had that, uh, you know, that the three touchdown game um, late in the year. And yeah, I, I just, I mean, only I'm only mentioning because it, it literally just happened. But I did an interview with Emmett Smith a few minutes ago, and um, he's like, he's just pointing out how you know when 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 his Cowboys teams won the Super Bowl, they felt like they were peaking going into the postseason. You know, you're playing your best football, and you're in Dallas. Put all their starters out there week 18, and just completely laid an egg and i know that it doesn't you know it didn't technically matter but i don't know you just sit everybody and say well we're gonna be a five seed we're not worried about it you go out there and do that it just makes you there's a complete lack of confidence in what they're gonna do and Dak prescott has been both sides of the coin for for both for both like everybody you know people love to have the is Dak the guy argument well he's proved both sides right multiple times over like every single game of his you know like last year i mean league league interceptions but has these brilliant moments um you know they have spots where you're like oh it's a great play call you're really getting tony pollard involved and you know he's so explosive and then you know you have moments like the final play last year's season where they run the quarterback draw but didn't you know didn't have the detail oriented approach to know how much time they would need. I just I can't like you tell me Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, the greatest quarterback, the greatest athlete of all time, the greatest NFL player of all time, is you know, like snuck in the playoffs with a losing record and now gets to host a a, a cow a really mistake prone Cowboys team that loves to get has a coach who loves to like get really conservative in the playoffs and sort of allow the other team to dictate what's going to happen. Give me the bucks all day in this one. He's Will Brinson. We're Grant and Danny. Who's a playoff team that you think is undervalued and one you think is overvalued? Well, I mean, undervalued. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't think that this team is like being like flying under the radar, uh, but I do think the Bengals at like eight to one to win the Super Bowl is a good bet. I got them at, I think 17 or 18 to one a few, like a few weeks or a few months ago. Joe Burrow is a stone cold killer, man. He he just he's you put him in these games that matter, and he just doesn't like he, he just doesn't flinch. Sort of, I mean, sort of Brady like in that sense. And um, you know, we've seen him in these just sort of elimination games or like division clinching games over the course of his career, and even go back to college, he just wins these things, and he 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 never looks phased. He 
you know, even if the offensive line isn't protecting him well, he still handles his business. He's got all his receivers back. They're all healthy. You know, the, the line is blocking better than it, you know, it has like earlier in the season. The defense is playing pretty good football. And I think Zach Taylor is kind of coming around a little bit as a head coach. So, to me, the Bengals, even though I know they're not like under the radar, I think their value, especially from a betting perspective, is pretty good. Uh, as far as overvalued, oh, let's see. Um, kind of want to kind of want to say the Eagles. I mean, I don't, the Eagles and the 49ers are really interesting because, you know, I thought Hurts looked pretty good week 18. It's huge to see him come back and, and, and you know, play pretty, pretty well. And they've obviously got the talented roster to pull it off. San Francisco, I mean, I'm not going to bet against them because I think I got Cincy and San Fran as my Super Bowl picks, like, you know, the you know, when you reset the playoffs. But, yeah, they do have Brock Purdy at quarterback, and you, know, you can only hide. So you can only hide a you know a rookie quarterback. Like, like if San Francisco can win the Super Bowl without by like, hiding Brock, Brock Purdy and not asking him to go win a game, then they deserve that. They deserve everything they get, right? But at some point, you feel like you know even a rookie quarterback, even with that roster, with that run game, with that defense, is going to be asked to go win a game, and, and that's a big question for any rookie quarterback because. Look, Peyton Manning, nineteen to forty-two, his first playoff game. Um, Tom Brady's first playoff game was a tuck rule. It wasn't, you know, wasn't this superb, you know, tough, tough conditions and all that. But I mean, not many of these, you know, early starters slash rookie quarterbacks have these just incredible performances early on in their playoff career. It's a different style of football. It's a different level of pressure. And so, I do wonder about that a little bit with San Francisco with their odds and how they're the favorite to get out of the NFC. Well, I'm excited about watching Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert sling the rock. I don't know how to view their end of seasons, though. I thought the Chargers had gotten right, and then that Denver game happened, and Brandon Staley's up there like, everybody always plays their starters no matter what. And then, like, five teams didn't, and he sort of looked kind of cartoonish. And he doesn't do it in the preseason at all, either, yeah. which is weird. You know? like So I, I, I'm, I'm probably overrating that last game, but still, Jaguars were hot down the stretch, but they beat, like, you and me. Like, I, I don't really know how to view that game, either. So I, didn't, I don't think I realized this until we did our Picks podcast today. You can check it out, um, youtube.com slash Pick 6 or wherever you get your – or Pick 6 pod, excuse me, and then wherever you get your, um, your podcast, Pick 6 podcast. But the, um, the only playoff caliber team that the Chargers beat all year was the Dolphins. And they had a healthy two of it, decided not to – so they let him throw all over the place. And that was when they started their little swoon on that, on that road trip um, instead of just pounding the football against a terrible run defense. And then you factor in, yeah, the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence looked like, just looked terrible against the Titans in week 18. They, you know, they stole the game anyway, but you know, he wasn't very impressive. Sort of wonder, is it, you know, is it possible that that was his playoff debut? Because that was basically a playoff game. You know, you're at home, you know, the crowd's raucous, everything's on the line, win or go home, division title on the line. You know, everybody knew how much that game meant. You know, the Titans came to play because they're the Titans and they just won't die, even if everybody's injured. And Lawrence didn't, like, look great. But, if, you know, if we do treat that as his playoff game, and as R.J. White pointed out, maybe, you know, it's possible that Doug Peterson says, all right, like, you know, we, we didn't, you know, we thought you'd be, you know, we played these big games before, we thought you'd be prepared. Like, let's see, what can we do to make Trevor more comfortable? What can we do to, you know, to, 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 to facilitate our offense so that way, you know, we're not, we're not asking him to do everything. And then let's not forget that the, Jags stomped the Chargers in week three, 38 to 10. And you go back and look at it, and it was like, I think, uh, uh, 30 carries for 100 and 
like 155 yards or something like that between James Robinson and Travis Etienne. I expect Etienne to get a ton of carries. Not a ton of carries. I think I just have a ton of rush yards. I, I love the over on his rush yards prop, 76 and a half, I think. I mean, he, this is a guy that's going to pop off big runs against a terrible run defense. And I think Lawrence will be a lot more relaxed for this game, you know, second playoff game, so to speak. I like the Jaguars to win this one outright. Well, Brinson, CBS Sports is where you can catch him. Great info, as always. Will, love having you on. Love talking ball, buddy. Appreciate you. Hey, anytime, boys. Talk to you soon. See you, Be bro. good, man. So I asked Will this question. I want to ask you the question, Danny, and give you my own thoughts. Team in the playoffs that you think is being over-talked about is getting a little bit too much hype right now. This is probably the harder of the two. San Francisco. They, they're Now, I like them. I think they're going to the NFC title game. So, you know, maybe I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here. But people are acting as if they are... This is a done deal. They're in the Super Bowl. Put it in Sharpie. The defense is excellent. They got all the weapons. They're missing some people. They're on the third quarterback. You don't have a lot of precedent for that working out for, for franchises. So people have kind of just sort of assumed that they're going to the end and they get to the final boss level and that's that. I think they beat Seattle. I still think they make a lot of noise this postseason, but how much precedent is there for a third-string quarterback in his rookie year just marching through the postseason like it's no problem? I'm going to go Buffalo. As you said, there's not a great answer. My only reason in saying the Bills is I haven't loved how they've played the last couple of weeks. And I know they won by 12 against the Patriots, 35-23. But if you watch that game, they got two kick return touchdowns. Josh Allen threw a bad red zone interception again. He's been turning the ball over a bunch. Remember, they didn't have a game, in, in theory, I guess, against the Bengals. They played a few minutes in a game that got canceled for obvious reasons now. Uh, before that, they blew out the Bears. But it was the week before that that the Dolphins had them tied going into the final seconds, right? It just hasn't quite been the A version of the Bills in December that you were anticipating. And they're going to roll the Dolphins. I get that. But at some point, you're playing Cincinnati. That's a really, really good team. At some point, you're playing Kansas City. That's a really, really good team. And I think we're all kind of expecting that they'll be the last team standing in the AFC at this point. And I just I wish they came in for them playing a little bit better and offensively with Josh Allen protecting the ball a little more than he has. Uh, flip side of the coin, the team that is not getting enough chatter that you could see far exceeding expectations. Minnesota. People think they stink. They're thirteen and four, and people are basically saying this group stinks because of the the, the losses that they've experienced are some of the most jaw-dropping, what the hell is going on, have you guys ever put on uniforms before? And it's influenced how everybody thinks about them. They are, again, that's a 13-4 and team that went on the road and beat Buffalo. Now, it took maybe the greatest catch I've ever seen by Justin Jefferson on a fourth and a million to do that, but the point is they're counterpunching with the Bills. They've got a chance to win a first-round game against uh, the Giants, and once you got a win under your belt, to me, now you're uh, sort of all bets are off, right? Everything's rolling. You've got enough offensive pieces to be able to do stuff. I think they can rush the passer okay. Now watch them lose in the first round, of course, because I said this. But everyone's basically counting on them like it's it's like a six and eleven team made the postseason because of a weird tiebreaker. They're thirteen and four, but their four losses are so bad that they've ruined everyone's eye line. I get where you're coming from. I also think that that three point line this weekend is fair. I think it's going to be a real tight game with the Giants. Because for everything that you just said, that defense is abysmal. The only game all year where Brian Dable allowed and, frankly, asked 
Daniel Jones to drop back and throw the football was against the Vikings. And not only did he do it, but he did it well. They just don't stop anybody, and they can't defend the pass. The second half of the season, you could have thrown for 295 yards against them. That would be the concern for me if I'm a Vikings fan. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I know they're a one seed. Don't you get the sense no one's talking about them right now, kind of? Because everyone's buzzing about San Francisco. <clears throat> that is is number one reason why. I'd also say they'd lost two straight games before their final game. Remember, Jalen Hurts was out. He came back. They weren't nearly as good in that final game as they were before his injury. Uh, they were trying, and the Giants hung with them, which was, I thought, impressive in the final weekend when the number one seed was on the line. But they have a, a bye week this week. Then they're going to play probably a – if the Giants beat Minnesota, they would play the Giants. Yep. But let's say that it's chalk and the Vikings win. They play the Bucs. It's either the Bucs or the Cowboys. They're going to beat the Bucs yep. or Dallas, in my opinion. So you're talking about just kind of you wake up, you handle your business once you're in the NFC Championship game. the conference game. title game. I think people are sleeping a little bit on the Eagles because now you're four quarters away from being in the Super Bowl. He's Danny. I'm Grant. You're listening to The Fan. There is some Commander's news today. Got some notes on their coaching staff, some rumblings around the NFL on what could be happening with uh, members of that staff. So we'll get into that next. We've got our double play coming up at 345. You want to hear that one? Uh, we had something pretty entertaining happen in studio today when three capitals came in. That was really awkward. And I've never seen anyone more embarrassed than Ryan was. And we'll get to that in our double play today. That's on Grant and Danny in 25 minutes. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
With Danny, I'm Grant. You're locked into the Fan Beltway Blitz in 30 minutes at 4 o'clock. At that time, we will give away another pair of tickets to go see the Impractical Jokers Capital One Arena. So let's run through all of the latest on what's going on with some coaching staff rumblings for the Commanders. We will start with a Nikki Javala report that the team is going to interview internal candidates, including quarterbacks coach Ken Zampezi for their OC job. We were blitzing yesterday. We had Darren Haynes of Channel 9 on. He said that he could report they would go outside of the organization. Nikki last night said the commanders may have more outside options, but that quarterbacks coach Ken Zampezi is a candidate and will be interviewed. There is no way they can hire Zampezi and expect anyone to be excited about that, which is not to say that they shouldn't, okay? It's also not to say that um, it would be a bad hire, but if that is indeed what they do, it's going to look like you fired a guy you butted heads with a little bit because he wanted to do something other than run the ball as much as you want. You're hiring a guy who is older to basically carry out what you're looking for. And I'm not saying that's the worst possible idea, but, man, is that going to look tough. That There's 32 of these jobs on the planet. You blow a guy out and you replace him with someone that was already in the building that was working for him. Just never looks good. No, especially coming off of if this was an, if this was the only one of those, I don't think people would really raise an eyebrow. But it's did you we we even have jokes about it. We got memes about it. Did you play in Carolina? Did you coach in Carolina? Then welcome to Washington D.C. You know where it wasn't that great for that long down there. This would be another one of those, right? Where it's like everybody people are tired of that. It, like nobody cares about nepotism if the results are excellent. You know, you could have just a bunch of good old boys carving up the uh, the top three offense, going 14-3 and three and kicking everybody's butt. Nobody's going to bring it up. When the results stink, and it's a guy that was already on your staff that's readily available that nobody's beating down the door for, yeah, people are going to get annoyed. Just like people got annoyed with Jay Gruden when it was like, dude, you could have had Wade Phillips as your defensive coordinator, but you kept bringing up the time that Cincinnati moved the ball against Houston in the postseason or something. Instead, you got your buddy three times, and you know we were Minuskied. We were Joe Buried. Not good enough. It's not going to feel real good uh, if that's the end result. Doesn't mean it's not right, to your point, but it's not going to feel real good. No, it won't. And it occasionally does work. To your point, I mean, there are success stories here. I think when you blow out McPhee and everyone thinks, oh, my God, you can't possibly hire McClellan, the idea is this is more of the same, and it turns out McClellan has been more successful and done a really, really good job. I'm not saying Zampezi couldn't. It's going to sound like I'm anti-Zampezi. I don't know enough about him to, to have an opinion either way, frankly. I am kind of anti, though, the candidate who has not been an offensive coordinator in the NFL since 2017, I think. You know, the 55-year-old who was a quality control analyst with Florida in 2019 and who was a quarterback's coach with the Atlanta Legends in 2019. Like, I, I need you to do a little better. I mean, again, there's no salary cap on coordinators, right? Please go on a search and find someone amazing and excellent who's who's going to be thought-provoking. And, and ideally, I want someone who's going to change offense. I mean, that's really what you should be looking for. Someone who can do what Joe Gibbs once did. Someone who can do what Bill Walsh once did. That should be every time you're hiring an offensive coordinator, you should be looking for someone who's going to push the envelope of how we view offense. Now, 
I'm not naive enough to know that that's not really what this staff is looking to do. But, man, you, you got to be able to figure something out. Uh, but they could. They could just go with Matsko, the O-line coach or something, and you know, promote from within and say, hey, let's run the football. You, you on board? Okay. High five. I just don't think, even though It'll fans... Be uninspired. Even though the fan base was excited about the change from Turner, that's not going to be reviewed well. Maybe they shouldn't care about that at all. <laughs> it's a great... What should they care about is actually a great thing. They should care about getting someone in there who can lead the points. Well, what I, what I mean is I, I think back to what Jay Gruden said with us on, on Monday. He's like, there's a million guys that can sit there on a whiteboard and draw up a formation, a, a cover two beater, a man beater, a zone beater, a, a, a way to get this guy involved and this, that, and the other thing. But there's a diff- there's, there's an art form to it. There's a difference to actually doing it on Sundays and getting a feel and playing the live chess match against the other coach with what he's calling based on what he thinks you're going to call and going with your type against type and, oh, the other complicated things that go into play calling. But I mean, to me, if I'm if I'm Ron Rivera, I'd, I'd be of I'd be of two minds here. My number one is I believe in my philosophy so strongly, I'm gonna find someone to execute it. If I'm if I'm him. If I'm Ron Rivera and I'm able to kind of step back and be objective, I go, I probably can't just do the thing they make fun of me for. Which is hire one of my buddies from from Carolina, or you know, what I mean, one of one of my good pals that I've kind of gone through this thing with, because I've got that guy at general manager with me. I've got a bunch of dudes on my coaching staff that are that way. My most successful coach I never coached with before. That's Jack Del Rio, right? We know each other from league circles, but I'd never coached with him. That's the best one I got. I probably can't just go to this go to the well of this guy's dad was pretty good that time, and he's been around the game some. You know what I mean? Like, like you got to unturn an, another stone just to make it look like you're willing to try something else. You know what I mean? Even if just for rep sake. I'm not going to hold the lack of quarterback production against Ampezi as the quarterback's coach and say, you were the quarterback's coach. You didn't get a lot out of those yeah, guys. chicken salad. Why, why should you be the OC? For the same reason that I said that I think while well, Turner had his shortcomings, you know, he was handed bad groceries to cook with. As an offensive coordinator, if you have bad quarterback play and subpar quarterback options, you're going to under-deliver, and obviously that's the case as a quarterback's coach. But I would ask the same thing about Zampezi that I asked about Turner, which is you know, how many guys did he get the most of? How many did he make better? How many did he elevate? I think those are fair questions. Another coach on the staff was in the news today. This via Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. The Titans have requested to speak with Chris Harris, who's the defensive backs coach here in Washington, for a position on their staff in Tennessee, could be defensive back, pass game coordinator type role. Harris could also get D.C. looks around the league. He's actually been interviewed in the past by the Eagles, I believe, among other teams, uh, for the defensive coordinating roles. And and Washington, I think, at times has even turned down interviews for him. I know he is an up-and-coming, well-thought-of. Get the sense that, yeah, he's well-thought-of, yeah. Kind of like a star-in-the-making type young coach. Not on the level maybe of a McVay or a Kyle Shanahan or anything, but a guy who is going to be a D.C. and then a few years later could end up being a head coaching candidate. Those are the types of guys you got to find a way to keep in your building. And I'm not really sure how to do that at this point because if Jack Del Rio wants to be here, he should be here. If Jack Del Rio wants to be the coordinator next year, he should be. They've been top five two of the last three years. He's done an outstanding job. But it would be really nice to find a way to change titles around to a point where Chris Harris doesn't go anywhere if you think as highly of him as it seems like other teams do. And you look at the secondary, I know that they have their problems occasionally, and early in the year I wouldn't have said this. You know, Midway through October, I was probably telling you Chris Harris 
can go somewhere else. <laughs> but when William Jackson left, and all of a sudden they tapped into the young guys, Benjamin St. Juice looks like he's come a long way in a short time and has really been developed well by this staff. Uh, Kendall Fuller finished the season really strong at a couple of pick sixes in the last handful of games of the season. Uh, you look at the production they got from Derek Forrest at safety, flourished this year. Cam Curl has become a pro bowler in the making at safety. They've gotten a lot out of young players. Danny Johnson, how impressive was he in week 18 and in the final stretch of the year? Very I mean, much. And these are mostly young guys, right? Some of these are late-round picks. Curl was a seventh-rounder. Forrest was outside of the top four rounds. St. Juice was a third-rounder. Like they're doing some coaching on the back end, man. And, and this, to your point, is the advantage that Washington and a few organizations should have over others. There's no salary cap on these sorts of things. So you could make up whatever title you want. Right now, he's defensive backs. You could call him associate defensive coordinator, associate head coach defense, or make up some kind of thing to elevate it, pay him some more money so that he's not looking grass is greener to go somewhere where there's maybe more upward mobility. You would tell him, hey, Jack is not the youngest dude in the world. He'll move on eventually. This is going to be your D.C. job sooner rather than later here, and we're grooming you for that, right? We're, we're, we're building you up towards that kind of deal. Instead of just saying, oh, well, whoopsie daisy, we had a good staff once and have, you know, seven former or uh, former uh, assistants on your roster that are now head coaches elsewhere. Instead of doing that, uh, to your point, find a way to keep them. No news, nothing to report in terms of candidates for the offensive coordinating job in Washington. I will tell you that we found out yesterday at the end of our show that Mike LaFleur, Matt's little brother, who was the play caller for the Jets, uh, is out in New York. And a lot of people have said, based on the fact that the Jets were similar to Washington, kind of a run-the-ball, play-defense team, that he might be a fit. I guess that's possible if he can't get an OC job elsewhere. But here's what I know about Michael Floor. His brother is Matt, who's in Green Bay, where Aaron Rodgers is going to be their quarterback next year if he doesn't retire. His best friend, who was, I think, his best man or vice versa, like in the wedding, in his wedding was Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is arguably the most respected offensive mind in the league, and if you coordinate for him, you get a job soon after. Mike LaFleur came from San Francisco, where I think he was their run game coordinator, to get the Jets job. He could easily go back to San Fran, take over as their OC. They don't really call it that, but you know their, their coordinator of whatever part of the offense they assign him to. A couple years of that, and either... Who knows? You end up getting a head coaching job at that point, or you end up becoming an OC again. I just would assume he'd rather work with his brother or Kyle Shanahan, and that both of those options would be there for him. But put him on a list to interview. I mean, he's a young guy. He might play ball with them in terms of running the football. I would absolutely have interest in Mike LaFleur, who, like Scott Turner, frankly, Part of his undoing was quarterback play. Yeah. They, they drafted Zach Wilson. I don't think it's even part of it. I think that's what happened. And Zach Wilson was terrible this year. They were doing some things early in the season when Brees Hall was healthy and they had Michael Carter and they were moving the football a little bit. They were doing some exciting stuff. And you watch Garrett Wilson, as you, as you kind of touched on, uh, with some yards after the catch. I think that guy's probably a pretty decent offensive coordinator that was st stuck in a really terrible circumstance with a young quarterback melting down. Double play is next. Something that happened today. One of the most embarrassing things I've seen in a while. Everyone's uncomfortable. The amount of discomfort in studio was maybe the highest that I've ever seen during one of our shows, if I could say that. I will explain next on Grant and Danny. The Beltway Blitz is for you. will not want to miss this double play.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. next couple of hours. So I'm going to tread lightly with some of the diction that I choose, some of the word choice, if you will. Yes. However, people need to know what happened. So if you were listening to the show earlier today, three capitals were here doing some uh, spots for one of our biggest advertisers. Yes. And they were in the office, and we saw them in the hallway, and we basically said, these guys got to come in studio. Sort of like gently pulled them in like this was part of it, too. Yeah, come talk to the fat idiots. Yay. So Nick Dowd's our boy. He's on with us every single week on the yeah. phone. We have a great relationship with him. So Dowder and Nick Jansen is one of their top defensemen. Mm-hmm. And Martin Ferravari, who's a star in the making, is going to make so much money in his career. He's just so talented and young. By the way, amazing looking in person. How yeah. good looking was Martin Ferravari? Very, thank you. So they're in the hallway. So they bring him over. And initially it was kind of awkward because they're like, hey, come over, say hello. And we're just all standing there looking at each other with our hands in our pockets. And I was like, it's great to meet you guys. I love the team. I'm, I'm a big goofball wearing a Caps hoodie as it is. You know, whatever. And so I was like, do well, you guys want to come on with us? Do you want to come in studio? And they're like all trying to come up with a reason why they can't. Or what, and we're just like, eh, we'll just let you out of here in eight, nine minutes. Yeah, they're like, another place would be better. You know? <laughs> right? But no, they were very nice. Yes. And they sat down to do the interview. Yes. So I'm going to tag you in here because they came into the studio. Uh-huh. I went in to grab Ryan and Darius. Let's say, hey, we're going to have them on. We got to get the mic set up. Let's make sure we, we got everything coordinated. By the time I came back in, the attention had turned to something very awkward in the studio. To my right. So the way Grant and I sit, if you can picture it, uh, if you watch the junks in the morning, Grant sits where Johnny Flake Sawville sits. I sit where John Paul Flame sits. So we're kind of uh, opposite corners of each other. Nick Jensen sits down to my right. Martin Faravari sits down immediately to my left. And as Nick Jensen is grabbing his chair to pull it over and sit down, 
He grabs an object and holds it up. It's not a flashlight. It rhymes with Gresh right. It's a flashlight. Yep. That's what it is. It is. And if you uh, don't know what a flashlight is. Good for you. First of all, good for you. Seriously. You can check it out on your own time. But essentially, uh, they sell those at adult stores, I'll just say. It's a companion for a person who doesn't have a companion. Can we go that far? That's a way to put it. Is everything Certainly. fine? But so you go, why would a flashlight be here? Well, you guys are at a place of work. Well, that's where I'm going to tag in Ryan Clary. I'm mean, happy fair to say. Thank you, Coach. Ryan, why is there a flashlight in this studio? That's a great question. Yep. That's a great question. And um wow, this is a tough one to answer. It's not that tough. It's not that tough. Um, so I will say, just to get this out of the way, um, that is myself, Ryan Clary's possession, that flashlight. But let me just say this. A listener sent it in for bit season. They wanted me to enjoy a time. I don't know why. They just sent it in. I never asked for it. I never wanted it. Okay, I never but, mentioned but it. But they got that thing came here six weeks ago. I remember everyone over talking about it. Yes. It, why is it still sitting... Not only in the studio, but on the like on a desk in the studio in the middle of everything. In right the junkies today. TV studio. Literally bright in the middle of the day. I don't know. I don't know how it got there today. I couldn't tell you a single reason why as to why it got in that chair where Nick Jensen was sitting. Because I never put it there. Okay. So Nick Jensen it there. picks just, it up and just, goes, what are you guys doing in this studio? <laughs> so just to clarify, <laughs> yeah. we bring into the studio the three Capitals players. Uh-huh. Okay. Doubter, Jensen, <laughs> and poor Martin Ferrari. And Jensen picks this flashlight up. Yes. I think I'm not going to say that word anymore. We're allowed to, but I've said it enough. It's yep. just gross. Mm-hmm. So he picks the object up, and he looks at it, and he ta- says to Danny. What are you guys doing in this studio? So what do you say to him at that I time? went, ha, I don't, I don't like I muttered something and looked at my shoes. Uh, Nick Dowd makes a joke right away. No one knew really what to do. And that's not the only, that's not the end of the people that were streaming into the studio. No, no, no. So, and this is where it gets really good. Yeah. So now I come in, and Ryan has come in before me. And Grant's got to walk right past Nick Jensen so, holding the FL. So Ryan grabs it from Nick Jensen as if Ryan's reaction to all of this was just sheer discomfort. He was not acting like a normal person at all. Like their, their thoughts on Ryan have to be that he just, I don't even know, but he acted panic you ever just done weird stuff because you're panicking he basically reaches out and grabs this thing out of nick jensen's hand and immediately pulls it in like he's a linebacker stripping someone from a football and he just pulls it into his chest he's like oh oh, oh," and he just starts stuttering at the top of his lungs and that's when i walk in dowd's making jokes about what's going on Uh nick jensen's looking at ryan like he's got four heads and ryan is holding the object and i go what are you doing? He's like, oh, 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 this thing was in here. And he's panicking. Panicked. His face, I swear to God, his face was more red than an apple. I've never seen anyone more nervous. I've never seen anyone more uncomfortable. Ryan, tell me if I'm saying anything out of school here. Nope. He he just was making noises. Absolute panic. Muttering, yeah. Not able to put a sentence together. It, the, the movies where the guy talks to the hot chick for the first time who's a nerd. He was it's like doing, Jay Baruchel's character. He was doing that, <laughs> except he was holding the object like he was running through the, the, the middle of the uh, offensive line so trying not to fumble. One would think, why doesn't just Ryan just pick up the fumble and just get the hell out of here? Here's the problem. Good news. Yeah. <laughs> As Ryan is short, he's like kind of half turning and he's like pivoting all over the place. Doesn't know what to do. And enter. The door opens. Door opens. Okay, but as the door's opening, you can't make this up. Yeah. 
the top of this thing comes off. Okay. The lid. The lid. So the light that if contains you will, whatever's in there. It has a lid. When the lid pops off, this now becomes a visual that you would see at a doctor's office. Okay. This becomes a visual, just oh if God, you will. It, when when you're like your wife goes for a Grant. checkup. I'm sorry. Grant. Right. I'm just saying that's what I know this what thing saying. looks like. Okay. Yeah. Immediately, yeah. that port is exposed. All three players see it, and you hear this. Oh, <laughs> like an audible noise. As the lid hits the ground, yep. doors opening. Here comes Sam Weiner, yep. like our, our sales guy, our yep. big swinging sales guy. Two of the highest ranking people at one of our biggest advertisers. And included in this group, Martin Ferravari's poor girlfriend. There are two females among the four people walking in. So here's, I'm going to tell you what should have happened first. Now, first off, Sam didn't know it was on the ground, so he's like, Oh, uh, and he sees the the lid that just fell rolling, and he goes to pick it up and hand it to Ryan. He's like, what is that? Oh, you dropped this. You what, dropped this, what, buddy. You what? dropped this from your apparatus. What <laughs> yeah. is that? What is that apparatus? Oh, my okay? God. So what should have happened is Ryan goes silently, takes the lid, and walks out as fast as possible. No one thinks anything. No one's going to go, what's that guy holding? Why'd that guy leave the room? Where? Instead, Ryan now officially pin- He turns his back to everyone. <laughs> And he's just on the wall there. There's like a football helmet over there. He's just facing the football helmet like a kid in timeout with his nose against the wall. Yeah, like he's like thinking about stealing a candy bar at a 7-Eleven. Like he's just sort of hunched over, <laughs> doesn't know where to put it, and and looking around. He's screwing the lid on. And yeah. again, sheer panic still. He's like, it's football. He, <laughs> he just starts saying, and he must have said it eight times. It's a football. It's a, it's a football. It's like when you hold a football. It's a, You hold this so you, don't, you learn to not fumble. It's a football. And, and now they're all in the room. Everyone's looking at it. All the attention is on him. He just keeps screaming into football over and over again to the point where I literally at this tone go, and if, if I was a dick, I'm sorry. I said to him, Ryan, anytime you want to leave, man. Just, just like that. Oh, no, I want you to keep in mind, it wasn't like quiet when Grant said that. Nick Dowd is lobbing hand grenade jokes. Nick Jensen's like throwing zingers over his shoulder. Martin Ferrivari is hoping that his girlfriend doesn't notice. The rest of us are going, there are real adults here that don't operate this way. This isn't fun anymore. We're at a sophomoric radio station where we, like, kick each other in the huevos before the show. Like, that's how we get ready. These are real grown-ups with, like, that have real responsibilities. It's a football! It's a football! Look at me! I'm Tiki Barber! I'll never fumble again! Everybody's chattering. And over the din, go Grant goes, Ryan, buddy, anytime you want to go! Like, he, like he Bateman, but escalated it. Right? It was like a Bateman to 11. And Ryan goes, ha, 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 gives kind of this like mutter laugh, not sure really what to do, starts sweating, and eventually he finally leaves with the FL in hand. I just got a text from Wes Johnson, who was in studio with the group as well. Yes, Wes saw it. Who too. is the PA voice of the Washington Capitals. This is great. And Wes said, So that's what that was. Yes. I thought it was a thermos. It can be, Wes. It looks like a thermos. It can be. And guess what everyone would have thought if Ryan just walked out? Oh, Ryan's going to drink some coffee. He has a weird novelty thermos. He has a thermos. Why did you just keep screaming it's a football over and over again? Well, have you ever been in that situation knowing me what I am? I am a, a worried person. I worry about things. I knew we had some big sillies in studio, not only from the Caps guys. I knew if it was just those three players, we'd be perfectly fine. Nothing would be bad. But then the fact that Martin had his girlfriend... 
We had our big silly business guy over here. We had two other big sillies over here. And then Wes Johnson, who was a Falls Church High School alumni, which I went to that high school as well, and I look up to Wes. And just to know that I have that in my hand, that object <laughs> in like, my hand. It might and as that, well have been a nuclear bomb. I mean, can you? they're all walking into the studio and you're holding that. What do you do? Where do you go? So I would have honestly like... It would have been too obvious probably to put it under your jacket because you're wearing a jacket and walk well, out. When he, of, when he put his back to everybody in the room, that's that what I thought was he was part. doing. That's where we lost it. <laughs> where he lost it was, do you remember that? Like, I'm not yes. making that up. You he turned, turned his away back. from oh, everyone no. in so the room. What I did before all the big silly business people came in, I tried to hide that under the chair. And then all of a sudden, Sam walks in and points like, here, you sit there to Martin's girlfriend. And then I just shakingly grab that thing and I'm like oh my god well, what do I do Martin's girlfriend and one of the people from the company that yep. spends all of, you know helps us stay on the air yes we're both when I say shoulder to shoulder with Ryan oh I'm, I mean I'm literally shoulder dead serious to shoulder and they're crowded facing, metro train. they're doing what you do in a room yeah they're facing the room yep. and Ryan is turned away from them like, he's like the psycho on the elevator facing the other way <laughs> nose to the wall and they're both just standing there trying to sit down trying to move around and he just oh. turns around and starts yelling it's a football it's a football it's, it's a, a modern day football <laughs> it, it helps you don't fumble that's, that's what i was saying that is, that is <laughs> and he wouldn't stop saying, saying it is the part that i can't get over if you said it once and left like bad bad excuse yeah. probably not a modern day football but that's Probably fine. Not. What everybody sleeps on is Grant over the noise, lobbing the <laughs> dude. You got to go. You have to get out of here. Anytime you want to leave. I mean, yeah. again, we could have just done the whole segment with why is that thing in here? How did it get in here? What is happening? <sighs> but it's a modern day football. It's a football. <laughs> just, that is not how you react in that. T- I don't know how to react. I don't know what I would have done. I wouldn't have just screamed about it being a football a bunch. That's not what I would have done. Grant and Danny on the fan. The Blitz is next. We're giving away tickets to go see the Impractical Jokers. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 